Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Deeper Calling with your host, Teresa Nutt. Teresa is dedicated to empowering women to follow their soul's purpose and live their life by design. Teresa is here to talk about self-care, intuition, and evolving consciousness. So please welcome the host of your Deeper Calling, Teresa Nutt. Hey everyone, happy Thursday. Teresa here on the Your Deeper Calling Show on Bold Brave TV. I'm super excited to A, welcome fall. You can see I've decorated. It's that time of year. And B, welcome my guest, April Marie, to the show. So welcome, April. Hey, great to be here. Second time you've been here, so you're an old pro now. (laughs) Never gets old, exactly. (laughs) Never gets old. I'm so excited about our topic and I think about both of our lives. So I want to start at the very beginning for everyone. We're going to talk about really navigating the tight spots. Like transformation is no joke. It's not for sissies. (laughs) It's not easy. (laughs) And I think we often in our culture sort of want to avoid the tougher parts of the conversation. But I want to sort of air them today and be like, it does get better. And there are tight spots when you walk the world of transformation. So April, anything you want to say about that before we dive in? Yeah, just I, I love the imagery of the tight spot because it really does feel like that in so many ways, like in your body and everything. So I think that's, I'm excited to dive into it for sure, because it doesn't, people don't talk about that part. There's always that final product of, oh, look what I accomplished, but how did you get there? It's not always so easy. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Okay. Good deal. So we're going to start with our stories. I'll share mine and then April is queuing up hers, but really, so it's interesting. We've worked together over a number of years in different ways. And both of us have in the last year, really two years, but I think the last year has been the culmination of it, been working this transformation journey. And for me, it was moving to California, something I dreamed of doing for a very long time to a job that is fabulous. And I mean, I love my job. And also to sort of embark on a life that really, really matters to me in a way that I've had lives that have been good enough and even great, I would say. But this is like something so different, truly living in alignment, having things 
not work out perfectly because no, that is not the moral of the story. <laughs> but <laughs> I them feel so good every day that I'm excited to go to work. I'm excited to, you know, live in my place where I live, etc. So, so many things feel so right for me. And part of the journey, I think I just want to take everyone back to about not quite a year ago, because last September I got in a car and I drove to California with just a few of my belongings and just just moved out for a life here, had a job lined up, moved in with my aunt and uncle, which is really, you know, strange at 49 years old to be living with an uncle, uh, but was six blocks from the ocean. So really how bad can it be? Anyway, um, but left behind all of my family and friends, thought I had this job and I get here and the job literally falls apart. Panic stricken me for eight weeks is sitting in this holding pattern of like, nothing is happening. I have now moved my life out here. And nothing is happening. So I think I'm going to pause there, April, because I think we've had some similar threads and we can tell more of our story as we go. But it's like everyone assumes it's like, oh, I made this decision. I nailed it. And life was grand. Not so. (laughs) Exactly. Definitely. And so many similarities between our paths. Um, mine was, was not planned. I mean, my biggest journey happened because I spontaneously lost my job, was not expecting that. And my whole life in a four minute phone call completely changed, um, and had to leave behind same thing, everything that I'd known, I'd lived in the same city for my entire life and had to get rid of my house, get rid of a lot of my belongings, say, see you soon to some of my friends and move to a different state, moved in with my parents. And again, going back to what we were saying about the tightness, just that downsizing and getting into this really small space and being like, well, this isn't necessarily what I had planned. Like you were saying with your job, like you can try to strategize, but ultimately you just kind of end up going with the flow. And also I ended up, I'm, walking distance to the ocean is interesting like how how it just kind of comes where I never would have picked this for myself if someone had asked me but now that I'm here and it's been seven months I'm like okay I can see the the guidance and how this ended up and it kind of becomes it becomes part of that flow that's painfully beautiful and you're very grateful for it while at the same time being like why is this happening to me (laughs) I love that language, painfully beautiful. And at the same time, why is this happening to me? Yeah, why? Everything was fine. And then it feels like it changes. And you realize it was maybe for the best. But it's it's a very challenging journey, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things you're pointing out that I think is so interesting is sometimes people get brought on their transformation journey by choice. Me, I moved for a job. You, you lost a job. So not by choice. And yet... Don't you feel, this is me going out on a limb, so I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but I feel like it's almost like divinely guided, right? Like you wouldn't look for that, oh, goody, can I lose my job? And yet, if that hadn't happened, for me, if if my job hadn't shown up for two months, I probably wouldn't have had the time to just stop racing around like the crazy person that I can be when I get really driven and motivated and passionate about my work, which is all the time. So anyway, um, 
So there are sort of hidden blessings in how sometimes things unfold. And I'm wondering, April, if you just want to share a little about yours. Yeah, definitely. Um, Hidden blessings is definitely the name of the game. That first initial shock after the layoff, um, you know, hit me pretty hard. But then the next, you know, few weeks, I started to realize that the amount of external bombardment that we're under constantly, you know, we're seeking external approval, we're trying to accomplish something in our career or in our personal life. There's so much coming in. And it was the first time in my adult life that I could remember that all of a sudden I was like, no one is watching what I'm doing. I can do what I want. I can totally redefine how I want to engage with my career. Do I even want to do the same type of career anymore? Maybe if the career doesn't want me, do I want the same type of career? Like it removed so much external noise that I was able to really get clear on internal and what I want and what I want to attract and how I could fit into a life that I'm defining versus, oh, I'm, you know, I've got this job. This is what I'm doing. This is how they're defining me. This is my title. Um, and I've always been very career driven. So to do things like sit down with, you know, going out with a few new people that I've met here and having to not be able to say, well, somebody says, what do you do for work? And there's not really an answer because I'm, I wasn't working. And so just being able to, um, have the gift of that sort of um, universally imposed silence for just a little while and introspection that, uh, like you were saying, I never would have chosen to do that. But I'm so grateful that I had that because I feel like now as I'm making decisions about how I want to move forward, I know what that internal voice sounds like and the compass is so much more clear. Um, and I don't, I never would have given myself that, I don't think. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's fun to hear the refresher of, you know, we've shared a lot with each other about our journeys because they are so parallel. <laughs> but also these reminders that, you know, often what happens, I feel like whenever we're making a transformation journey, there is like this moment of you can't take all of who you were and what you were carrying in your life with you. So there's this up-leveling process, which again, in my experience of watching the self-development world is often like, woohoo, it's so great. You're up leveling. No, you face your biggest demons. It sucks. It's hard. No one would want it. No one should want it. It's like <laughs> to truly align with what really is resonant for you means a lot of shedding. And that is such hard work. And so I just sort of wanted to say out loud, yeah, like you didn't say it exactly, but I know from us sharing, it's like your beliefs, those really nagging beliefs about how you're not good enough or how this is going to just land you in the poorhouse or whatever the 7 million voices are that you deal with on a daily basis, but kind of in a sort of casual way, get really loud as well as it feels like the universe really, um, I call it still point. You get to a still point where nothing new is showing up and you're kind of going, uh, you know, looking left, looking right. Like, is, is this it? Like, is this where the world ends? And you have to have faith during those times and it's not easy. So I just wanted to invite April, your response to that. Cause I know, you know, the feeling by heart. Yes. Yes. So much trust. I've just, um, several of my friends as well as colleagues experienced layoffs at the, around the same time. And all of us have been going through this and, that's definitely been something that's been coming up so much is the level of trust 
because you do get to that point where you're like, I don't have any leads. I don't feel like I have any opportunities. I'm experiencing more rejection than I feel like I've ever experienced consistently from so many different sources. And it, it really does a number on, you know, how you view yourself about where you sit in the world and within yourself. And to just have to release that control and be like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I really don't. I just have to be open to, you know, that I'm in the right place and I'm doing the right things. And that maybe this is part of it is having to sit still and being like, all right, well, if nothing comes to me, what, what do I do? And maybe it is that you're just going to go sit by the beach for a little while and contemplate your existence. Or maybe it is that you're going to have to shed. Maybe you need to go through and, clear out. I've gotten rid of so much just old stuff or, you know, clearing out even digital, just old files or pictures or things that you just don't need anymore. It really cuts all of that away. But yeah, absolutely. Just leaning into like, it is okay to not know the answer. It is okay to not be in control. And that's really challenging when we're taught that if you're not in control, you're maybe kind of weak or you're, you know, in a, a position that you don't want to be in or that you're helpless or you need to be saved or you need some, again, external force to come in and pluck you out of the situation when really all you can control is how you're reacting to it and how you're feeling and what you want to attract next. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for sort of filling that in because I think, the still point is a really, it's the darkness before the dawn, right? Like it's that moment when you really do question. I remember mine because you just reminded me like here I was in California. I literally had a plan to drive back to Minnesota in two days. And I had to sort of say to my job, either y'all get this ironed out or I am getting in a car and driving back because I have mm -hmm. more opportunities somewhere else, right? Like it's, so it often forces us to, step forward in ways we probably otherwise wouldn't. Um, and it can really challenge, like you said, like, boy, I don't really have any leads. What do I do? <laughs> and one of the things we both have talked about, I was just thinking about is like during that time, I was trying to fill my mind with things to do. So like I would come up with bizarre crafts, like getting involved in the neighborhood pumpkin carving contest, whatever. I don't know how to carve pumpkins. So <laughs> I made a fairy landscape because that I can paint anyway, but just trying to do things like there must be something I can do. And still point is really a, less about the doing and more about the resting and preparing. And it is one of the hardest things for our very productive action oriented, move forward, Western mindsets. I'm speaking for myself, but I don't think I'm alone. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're really not. Cause again, it's just like, what, what can you really do? But I love that. Like you said, I mean, you lean into like creativity. I got a text from one of my friends earlier. They're waiting to hear back from a job. And he's just like, I'm just going to the gym. Like every, like what, what can you do? Do a craft, like workout focus on like mine was, uh, I decided to, you know, start counting calories more, like doing things that like little things that you can, you might not have otherwise been able to to focus on because there's these big looming fears, you know, that you just kind of can't do anything about. <laughs> Yeah, but you do get very creative for sure. And I really liked your fairy landscapes. Those were very cool. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> validating my fairy landscape. <laughs> that was really out there. But anyway, yeah. Uh, funny. But yeah, I think it is. I think one of the things I want to say before we hit commercial break is really 
it's okay. Like, I think one of the things we do to ourselves is we find ourselves at still point or in the place where chasing down our demons and fighting the parts of ourselves that make us feel not so great. And we do some coping things that maybe aren't ideal that make us feel a little frustrated, but it's like give yourself some self-compassion. Are you kidding me? The road to transformation is a rocky one. It's a tough one. And so I think just being kind sort of, I loved how you laughed at yourself. It was just like, yep. I started counting calories, right? Like, <laughs> Where can I find it? Just a smidge of control, because man, Just this something. girl struggling. Anything will do. Right? <laughs> I'll take it, please. I can. I can do this. Yeah, absolutely. So it is. So you know, can we be messy as long as it requires, and be masterful at being kind to ourselves instead of trying to be masterful at having it all together, which is not what our society promotes. So. With that, we're going to dive deeper on our next segment. This is Teresa on the Your Deeper Calling Show on Bold Brave TV. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick. Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brave Media Network and TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to Easy sense.com and learn how with your help we can fight these horrific brain disorders that's easysense.com to learn more and help support the broderick foundation author radio show host and coach john m hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective build confidence find clarity achieve goals john m hawkins new book Coached to Greatness, unlock your full potential with limitless growth. Published by iUniverse, Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them. Rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies. Find settings that allow them to be the most productive and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm here with April and we're talking about this lovely, very popular topic, how crappy it is when you move through transformation. <laughs> I promise the good news really is that it's going to get fun eventually, but we want to just spend a little more time talking about the landscape of what it feels like to go through it in the hopes, both of us, I feel like April, you just have this, both of us are very multifaceted, but you are such a creative, multi-creative human and I think we often are sort of left without really, even in the creative process, when you're making something beautiful or dancing or singing, I'm going to guess the same demons that face us when we move through transformation face us in our creativity. And so 
I just feel like I want to say out loud, we want to really honor the part of people that struggles and that finds it hard and say, you are not alone. So if you're going through this, we want you to hear us. We get it. We both know. And April, you have so many skills. You know, you, um, I feel like transitioning just to say, you have this really big tech brain and you've been a really high functioning, high level uh, woman in a very man driven, masculine environment for a long time and have had to walk the tight places with that work, but all of it, along with your creativity and your multifaceted interests, have led you to this moment and this life of alignment. So maybe say a little bit about, okay, you had your like, this is the still point. How did things move forward? And what was that like for you? Well, I would definitely bring back in what you were saying about things being the darkest before they become dawn. Because one thing um, about having my career kind of turn itself inside out and being in an industry that is traditionally male dominated um, brought up a lot of deep searching questions within myself about how my energy blends in with that type of environment and what type of environment I wanted to attract next, because there were a lot of challenges um, in previous environments that um, where my approach to things were um, valued by, you know, in some contexts, but not in others, because I do tend to lead a little bit more with a, a more feminine nurturing style in that environment. Um, and of course, coming full circle that that has worked out for me, you know, in this new opportunity. But um, for a while there, after after the initial funness of being like, oh, I'm not being you know, monitored, I can do whatever I want. It did bring up some really huge questions as well as some old memories of things that I had forgotten about as I started to go through different interview processes, as I started to submit my resume for things or even reviewing my resume or just reading lots of articles about, you know, the, the climate right now with there being having been so many tech layoffs and um, really challenging myself to not allow the illusions I had about my inadequacies to control my future moves. Like, yes, a man did say something, you know, really nasty to me back in 2010 or something, you know, like an unholding onto that and not wanting to move forward because I worry that those things will repeat. And it took me down some, you know, some deep, dark paths. I mean, and trying to work through my old coping skills um, for how I would deal with things when I'm, I'm un, I would be uncomfortable. There were a lot of times I would go to work or get on calls where I, I was not excited to be on them because I knew how I might be treated or how, what I was going to say was going to be perceived and having to, um, work through that and be able to say that, you know, no, everyone's not going to love my approach to things. Um, but there is a place, there is somewhere that's going to appreciate the way that I do things. And maybe the starting point for that is myself and that I need to appreciate my own way of doing things that I do love working in tech. I am passionate about it. It is important to me and I have worked very hard and I'm very protective of my accomplishments and I'm very excited to continue to contribute to the industry. Um, and I don't want things that have happened or, um, messages that I've received or even messages that I've woven up for myself and, you know, my own insecurities to prevent me from moving forward so that I can find my own alignment, regardless of what's going on 
in um, in the this industry. Um, the darkness also kind of shows itself in the creative process as well. Um, in my trying to decide if I wanted to continue in a technical career, of course, I leaned into my artwork. I'm looking over here because my, my workspace is right here. Um, and trying to decide, like, should should this be what I'm doing? Should I be focusing on my ultra feminine passions, which are, you know, leaning into my art, creativity, writing, storytelling, dancing? Um, should I be doing that? Is that what I should be doing? Or should I be doing this and just um, really diving into what holds me back with my creativity as well? And just realizing that no matter what, the root of it is me and how I view myself. Um, and that's hard. That's a big, deep, dark corner to slide into with yourself is, is the things that are going on with me or that are, that are not working well, or, or that could be holding me back. Can I really blame other people from that? Or do I need to look at myself and think about what I want and how I can work through those things? Maybe it's journaling, maybe it's doing a painting that is, you know, maybe darker than something I would normally want to do. Um, but letting all of it have its place so that I can become a whole person so that when I was able to find a tech job that felt really good, I knew that I am complete enough in myself to give them myself and be realistic and authentic and, um, and open, which I had struggled with in previous environments. So, um, so yeah, I kind of bounced around a lot with that one, but definitely darkness, light. Some some days are good, some days are not. Some days you go through more red wine than you would like to. Some days you're feeling on top of the world. You know, it just kind of depends, but you just got to ride with it and see what happens, you know? I love that. I actually think you painted the picture really well because it's a lot of like, right? <laughs> yeah. The map is a little windy during this yeah. transformation that we go through. And uh, especially when our defenses are down, in other words, when nothing seems to be happening, I feel like it gets a little more windy right about then because you're kind of squirming like, oh boy, this is it. This is how it all ends. Um, and that dark night can be tricky to navigate. So the good news, I think, is that when we hold tight, one of the things you said that just stands out to me is how you used it as an opportunity to clear old ways of showing up for yourself. I mean, I think that is the work we can do. So when people are looking for something to control or something they can glom onto, it is really that opportunity to shed what from the old life and show, ways of showing up for ourselves that we're done with. And um, I feel like just knowing a little smidge about your new job that it just allows so much more of your full expression. Um, it has more reasonable boundaries so that you can be a super creative person in your downtime. And still, like you saw this brilliance and skills and knowledge that you have garnered over 15 plus years of working in tech. And I think sometimes I'm sort of going on a tangent, but that's okay, it fits. In our world of being a multifaceted, creative type of person, we imagine it has to be one or the other. Like for me, oh, should I just full-time be this coach doing style and um, personal transformation and et cetera? But actually, I super love and dig my work at a university in an academic setting, teaching other coaches and bridging gaps in healthcare that I see because that 
really sparked something in me too. And so I'm no longer trying to figure out how to do one or the other. I'm just always doing the dance of how can I do a little of both juggle, juggle. And it works really well for me. And I think I'm assuming you're a little similar in that. Yeah, definitely. I think it um, kind of goes back to what we were saying about just like being open, right? That um, it kind of shake having your life shaken up like that makes it so you realize no, I don't have to just pick between these two things. I, I might start something and try this a little bit and put it down and pick something else up. And then I might go back to the other, you know, like it doesn't have to be so cut and dry it just, and it can't be a lot of times it just can't be, it's not even an option, you know? So I, I love what you're saying. It's just like, you can have lots of different things going on. And I think when we get so hyper-focused on trying to perform or have an output, you know, in a, a career or whatever environment that you're in, um, we lose, lose the ability to, not necessarily multitask, but just be open to just flowing with it, having so many different things going on. Like right now, I've got six different canvases that I'm working on. That's a little bit much, but I'm like, I'm just rotating through them because I thought, oh, I'll finish this one. No, I want to work on this instead. You know, just being able to not limit yourself because you start to realize that limiting yourself is going to create more of that pain if that option doesn't work out and you need to do something completely different. I love that. What a good reminder. Yeah. And we can be, you know, spending a little time on different things, seeing what lands, what doesn't, um, you know, sort of the old masculine way might've been to choose one, right. And just really hyper-focus on it, like you said, and then cut out the rest of who you are and wonder why you feel a little listless and lacking in spirit. And I've done a lot of work with compassion, fatigue, and burnout in healthcare because there's so many walking wounded in that field because they get so hyper-focused on one thing and they do it nonstop and they don't make enough time for the things that fuel their spirit. So what I'm hearing you talk about and what I think I was hinting at but didn't realize it is when you are multifaceted, when you allow your fullest expression, even if it's in different pockets and corners, you have so much more to give everywhere you show up. And I think that is a gift that is hard to quantify, but so powerful. What's your thought about that, April? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's um, just being able to integrate all of it and, and not feel um, pushed. You know, like, and, and that really, that's that old, that old paradigm or that vibe of just needing to just, I don't know, I, I'm trying, there's a word that I, I'm trying to pull out where it's like having to show up and not just show up, but show up in like your, your full uniform of like your hair done up, your high heels, your nice pants, your button up shirt, like having to not just be there and perform, but you have to do all of it. And being able to just like, I don't know, shake, shake all of that off, but still be able to perform in a way that is significantly more impactful than it was before. Yeah. Wow. I love that. More impactful. Exactly. Mm. Okay. I feel like we could open a new door, but do we have time? Let me think here about where we should go next. Cause I'm like, we could start one comment, but it's going to lead to a whole thread. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we're going to go there anyway, and we'll just pick it up 
after the commercial break. So I'm thinking we've talked a lot about the hard stuff, like what it really takes to get through the challenging part. And I think about both you and I, it's not like we just showed up starting to work on our alignment two minutes before this all happened. Like we've been working at it for a few years now. And it's interesting to me how when alignment shows up and we really have the opportunity to finally look and say, hmm, is this really what I want for my life? Is this really my preference or not? It can feel a little, would the word be scary or like, can I trust myself to make the right choices? Because we've spent a lot of time tap dancing for everyone else. And that's how I think about it. It's like, Tap dance over here, tap dance over there, make everyone happy. But alignment to me really means what is really true for me? What's really going to enliven my life? And I probably can't make everyone happy. As a matter of fact, I'm probably going to tick a few people off because who do I think I am? They're still tap dancing everywhere. Why shouldn't I be? Right. So I'm wondering, April, if you've had that experience in your life. Yeah, yeah, definitely um, in my in my life, for sure. Um, I think one thing that was kind of interesting for me during this this past few months as I've been, you know, going through what I've been going through, it was kind of almost um, like it had to be the opposite in that I really kind of had to even kind of will myself to want to exist in in a way like, I mean, not not in a um, a super, super dark way, but more just, I felt like, well, if I'm, um, if I'm not able to contribute the way that I was contributing, am I really valuable or does anyone even see me? I think that was a big thing that I really started to go through was, is, um, you know, what, what, what am I, what am I doing? Why am I doing, you know, why am I here? What's the, what's the purpose of all this? And, um, and having gratitude for even the littlest things that would work out. I think really started to help me where it was like having to put all of my belongings into storage. Well, I just happened to pick the exact perfect size where if I had even a couple more boxes, I wouldn't have been able to fit into that storage unit and I couldn't really afford to get a bigger one. So that's a small win, but not at the same time. Or I mean, just taking whatever small glimmers of light that I was making the right decisions was so much more motivating than I think it ever would have been in another context even something as small as like, okay, I don't, I don't have a lot of money, but I need to buy some sunscreen and going in and there's only one can of sunscreen left. It seems like such a small thing, but when everything in your life is collapsing around you, you're like, I was right to come here at this time to get this one can of sunscreen. It worked and I'll take it. I'll take it if that's the big, you know, celebration that I can have. Um, and I know this doesn't really necessarily touch on what you were saying about like, you know, for, you know, for other people so much, but um, really hearing that voice of even the smallest intuitions was really helpful to kind of get me, um, to keep me lit up enough to kind of keep moving through and being like, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing, but if it's just each day, there's some little thing that goes right that's enough to kind of carry me on to the next day because maybe someday something's going to click and something big is going to, is going to work again. And that will be, you know, part of that alignment as well as things just falling into place. Um, especially when they feel like they're not going to at all. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I was thinking about one of the metaphors you shared on the journey was sort of like 
the lights at the bottom of the plane, it's like you see one lit up and then another and another. And I think whenever we follow our true alignment, something you said that's so important, it's not like you get the whole path laid out like, okay, here's the yellow brick road. And when it ends, you will be there. It's more like, here's the next breadcrumb and then the next. And you just check in every day and go, am I still okay? I'm still breathing and I still have a roof over my head. And maybe there's one decision I can make that will support me. But the more you look for those synchronicities, intuitions, and follow them and trust them, the more you feel your path to alignment. And then I think you just really, really know it. Am I right? It's like you just really kind of get to know it. Yeah. And you really, the validation of just like, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to work. And I know I sounded crazy, but it worked, you know, or this happened or this panned out or, you know, I took this chance. I planted this seed a while back and it finally kind of came to fruition. Um, just something, something to carry you through and just having, again, that trust and, and that, that faith. Yeah, absolutely. And I was thinking it's sort of this dance between the masculine and feminine, like the feminine might just sit there and work on their mindset and daydream and hope something happens. But you have to marry that with the good, healthy masculine of like, okay, keep taking action, even though it's terrifying, even though you'd rather probably pull the covers over your head. Don't do that. I mean, some days you might, but right. for the most part, moving in some form or fashion. So I really appreciate how you're painting the picture of it's like sort of a blend of holding faith, holding that feminine energy of really nurturing, tending, making the decisions you can. And then the masculine, you got to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. even if it's terrifying, even if you really don't know what you're moving toward. And there's this glimmer of hope. You said it in different ways, like a, a decision would lead to something that you really needed, even if it is as small as sunscreen. You're in Florida, sunscreen would be important. Anyway, I'm in California. Sunscreen is very important. <laughs> Need it. Yeah. World, right? So I really appreciate how you were saying that, April. It's such a great just you have such a beautiful way of painting the picture. So with that, we're going to take a commercial break and we're going to come back and celebrate what happens when it all comes together. So that's coming soon. This is Teresa on the Your Deeper Calling Show on Bold Brave TV. Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality, but it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating? Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them often in a single session. Like it was almost instant, like I had relief right away. Creating better health, relationships, careers, and finances. Let Shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness. Definitely something's happening, uh, like a a flow inside, it feels good. Whether in person or online, Shiraz provides personal coaching, belief shifting. Visit Shiraz at energeticmagic.com. Or call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be aware. Be magical. Are you struggling to care for elderly parents or a spouse? Do you wonder if being a caregiver is making you sick? Are you worried about taking time off work to care for elderly parents and balance work, life, and caregiving? 
Has caregiving become exhausting and emotionally draining? Are you an aging adult who wants to remain independent, but you're not sure how? I'm Pamela D. Wilson. Join me for the Caring Generation radio show for caregivers and aging adults, Wednesday evenings, 6 Pacific, 7 Mountain, 8 Central, and 9 Eastern, where I answer these questions and share tips for managing stress, family relationships, health, well-being, and more. Podcasts and transcripts of The Caring Generation are on my website, PamelaDWilson.com, plus my caregiving library, online caregiver support programs, and programs for corporations interested in supporting working caregivers. Help, hope, and support for caregivers is here on The Caring Generation and PamelaDWilson.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone, and welcome back, April. We're in the final segment of this big conversation. It's good to see you always. <laughs> uh, and we want to celebrate the, like, okay, all of the holding faith, the facing your demons. You know, the hero's journey really is what it's all about, right, if you were to boil it down to something. Or heroine's journey, frankly, needs to be rewritten a little bit to include the heroine. But nonetheless, we arrived. So I did get the job. I did find even it's been, okay, let's see, 10 months since I started, not quite 10 months. So nine months since I started, I still love my job. It still really lights me up. I'm super passionate. I love the people I work with. I feel so much just people really wanting the fullness of who I am. And so I thought we'd spend some time painting the picture of, okay, if you can tap dance through and not tap dance in the pleasing everyone way, but tap dance through like, it feels like you're walking on hot coals in the middle of a fire that you'd rather not be tap dancing through to get to the other side. It really does tend to lead to greener pastures than we probably could have ever imagined on our own. So I know you've recently landed in our sort of, you know, really digesting the new energy of your job. So do you want to share a little bit like what has happened since you did the fire of transformation part of the process? Where are you now? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I did just accept a new position. Um, it's still very new, so I, I'm not going to talk about it too, too much. Um, but I will talk about the energy of what it feels like um, because I think, when I was going through the interview process, so many of my my insecurities and my fears came up in, I mean, full force in ways that really shocked me. Uh, you know, fortunately, you know, it was very private for me, but it was, there was a lot that I really um, had to work through. And I noticed as I was going through the interviews that I was the most myself I've ever really been in an interview process that I was so ready to just show up and be like, all right, here's what I know. Here's what I'm confident about what I'm able to do. And here's what I don't know. You know, if you're asking me for these types of things, I'm, I, you know, I've never done that before, but I'm open to learning. Like I, I just felt more safe being vulnerable. I felt more um, aligned with who I was because my energies were more balanced. The, the masculine energy, the feminine energy within myself, I, I felt, whole and ready to just show up and rather than finding a job posting somewhere that I could see myself fitting into their box, I saw something that after a lot of soul searching, I knew who I was and what I wanted out of a, out of a company, what I wanted out of a position, what I wanted out of a, a value set within an organization. 
and I found something that lined up with what I wanted versus just finding an opportunity that I could fit myself into. I really showed up as me and was like, Hey, what's up? This is, this is where I've come from. This is what I have to offer. It sounds like we could help each other out and it, and it has worked out. I mean, it really, the, I, I'm still getting to, you know, know everybody. It's only been a few days, but, um, I felt, um, like all of that burning, all of that pain, all of the questioning led me to be in a spot where when I showed up, you know, for interviews or even for the, the first few days of work, it just felt like, um, the worst things that could already have happened in my career felt like they had happened, you know, being, being, being laid off, just a huge form of rejection, losing my house, um, having to downsize so immensely moving back in with my parents. And it's, it's fun. We're having a great time, you know, spending time together, but um, there wasn't anything, there's nothing that a job could take from me anymore. I wanted something that it would be an equal partnership. It would be contributions from both sides. And I knew that I wanted that. And if I had even tried to find a job or a job had come to me even a week sooner than when it did, I don't think I would have been ready because every single effort, every single one of those, those still points, every single one of those challenges, every single one of those cans of sunscreen that just showed up and was a joy had to get me to that point where I could be present and could show up. And when I, when I met this group of people, um, as we got to know each other and we were going through this process, I was like, this feels good because I'm me. I'm not just some employee showing up who just wants to take a job. I'm not just someone who, you know, found this job posting and, and, you know, did whatever. I really thought about this. I really thought about this within my soul. I thought about this as who I am and what I want and what I want to help other people build. And, um, and it really, it really felt like it came together again. It's still very new, but it feels like I, I know more of who I am and it, I found a group of people that know who they are and what they want to do. And it just kind of clicked. And I think it really drove a lot of all this hard work home for me that now it is not, it's still hard. It's still hard, you know, to, to adjust any new job is going to be jarring. There's lots of changes, lots of unknowns, but the bravery and the groundedness that I have managed to build within myself during all of the spiraling, all of the loss, all of the confusion, all the questioning made me so just like ready. I'm just like, there's here I am. There is nothing that, that you can do to me that I can't be like, well, keep any worse than it already has been. So I guess I'll just, you know, I'll show up. We will do this. We'll build this together. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Let's just, let's just give it a try. And April, seven months ago, eight months ago, would have been like, ah, I can't handle that. I need to have it all planned out. Um, so yeah, it really kind of has felt like it's, it's come full circle in its own way, where I feel like even just the way that I'm talking to other people and in the world, when I go in into the grocery store, my, there's more of my confidence is, is there now because I'm like, no, this is who I am. This is what I want. And I know that. And it came to me, it came to me and it was worth every single ounce of effort, you know, to, to get there. I love it. 
I especially appreciated sort of the, what I felt in my own experience is sort of like you, you stop putting on the veneers or the masks or the seeing something in someone else that really isn't there. And it's just either this is going to work out or it's not. And I think there is some kind of, I don't know what the right word is. Like there's something really powerful because I can't think of a better word about not having any of that weird projecting going on between us and the other organization, person, et cetera. But to just be like, actually, this is who I am. This is what I have to offer. And I know for a fact, one of the things about you that I've really witnessed as we've talked through some of this together is the claiming of who you really are. Like, I'm really skillful, actually, in this kind of work. I actually have these coaching skills that, though they're not particularly called out, are going to really help with this and that. And it's been fun for me to witness as a friend and colleague sort of watching you claim not just who you are as a super whip, smart, brilliant tech woman who is, you know, you're not that old, but you have done a lot of work in tech and you're very skillful. And at the same time, you're this very passionate, skillful, creative who is trying to weave together a life that really matters. And there's been a lot of claiming and it's been fun for me to hear and experience that piece of it. So I'm just wondering if there's anything you want to share about that. I'm putting you on the spot, but that feels like an important part of the puzzle. No, I love, I love that. Cause that really is, again, a, a huge part of our work together truly has been leaning into that and really getting to, um, to feel confident enough to do that and not have to, I don't know, back up or be like, is it okay that I'm asking for this? Or is it okay that I want to be this? Or like, I mean, even when I'm saying that, I feel myself get small. It's like, you kind of want to, like, I'm so used to being like, oh, is it, is it okay if I do, you know, and then being able to just step out and be like, no, this is the kind of job I want. No, this is the type of art that I want to do. And I don't really care if people like it or don't like it. This is what I'm doing. You know, you can look at it if you want, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, the, the empowerment of being able to just show up and, and not just show up, but show up and know what you want, you know, like, you know, what type of sunscreen you want when you walk into the store. <laughs> yeah. But claiming so, so powerful. Yeah. That makes me smile. And also, I think that the other part of claiming, and I want to say this just out loud for women everywhere who are who have been taught in our patriarchal society, God love it, it has served us, it got us this far, we're not throwing out anything, but to point out, we have often been taught to be small and sweet and sort of play a, what's the right word, a sort of supporting role. And listen, sister, you have a senior level job. You're not some little, I'm low on the food chain. And I work with a lot of leaders like you in different ways. It's like, these are powerhouse people. And one of the things we had talked about was just like, yeah, actually, I'm really skillful. And yeah, I know how to do that and that and that. And you even just watching reactions of others when it's like, oh, there's a whole lot more to her than we thought there was going on. I just want to say to women everywhere, yeah, you're all that in a bag of chips and probably 10 more. So be all of that. Because I feel like we need to be done playing so small and trying to 
use our sweetness to navigate and play a supporting role. And sometimes, I think particularly now in this new era we're moving into, we need to be playing leadership roles formally and informally out there, claiming the fullness of who we are and making a difference and stepping forward in new ways. So I just wanted to go on a tangent, but just say that out loud, April. I just really honored that about you and what you've been demonstrating. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's it's a it's a process for sure. I mean, I think back again, all the things that came up for me, memories or just different situations that I've experienced throughout my career that I had forgotten about that come up. And I'm like, it's not going to happen again because that that personality isn't the same anymore. That that power is is here now. I would never allow some of this stuff to happen again. I would set the you know boundary setting and things like that, and how um, how many more resources I think are available now for um, for people at in, in, in any point in their career to be able to step more into their their power and um, and be able to communicate their desires in an effective way without being forceful or without being too soft and getting bowled over again, that balance between that masculine and feminine energy of, you know, how can I take the action while still being compassionate and kind and make it so that everybody walks away feeling like this was a good conversation and that we got some value out of it. Um, but yes, thank you. And, and as always in our work, thank you for nurturing that within me because it has been a process for sure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think the other thing I wanted to just say from, you know, just what you've been sharing is sort of like this. um, There's still the challenges. We still make mistakes. There's still the newness, the onboarding, whatever it is, wherever you are, you know, whether you start a business or, you know, you could have gone a different route because for a while you were really like, I could maybe be an entrepreneur. Do I let go of that? And you had all these ideas lined up of things you could pursue. And for whatever reason, this is what came around as you kept soul searching and working the process. So it can take time. Um, but I think it was it can be really interesting just to, even within ourselves, navigate the, you know, we all have fight or flight, other triggering moments where we want to just, you said leave the planet, but I think you meant it in more like a, this is a little too much, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And we moments when it would be easy to go back to what we always knew and you held strong in the middle of that tension until the right answer arose for you and so I just celebrate that about you too because that is some serious courage right there thank you and yeah sorry go ahead no no please I was gonna say same with you I mean uh, your journey moving and going through all that I mean I remember being there you know us supporting each other through that. It's just, it's your whole energy is so different. I've been watching the transformation and everything is, is incredible to see. So there's definitely, there is something here and all these things that we both have had to go through that really is transformative. It's Phoenix energy, 100%, right? Absolutely. Thank you, April. Okay. We're going to come back for our final segment shortly. But we have to take a break. This is Teresa on the Your Deeper Calling Show on Bold Brave TV. Author, radio show host, and coach John M. Hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, unlock your full potential with limitless growth. Published by iUniverse. 
Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them. Rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies. Find settings that allow them to be the most productive and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick, Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Bold Brave Media Network and TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to Easy easysense.com and learn how with your help we can fight these horrific brain disorders that's easysense.com to learn more and help support the broderick foundation hey everyone welcome back for our short and sweet close here back with april marie and wanted to just touch on anything else i feel like are there any parting words of wisdom? How can people follow your fabulous, you know, creative pursuits that you do while you're a, a corporate powerhouse by day and a creative by evening and weekend? Tell us more. Anything you want to tell us? Yeah. Um, so I do have my YouTube channel. It's at April Marie Studios, which um, there's not a whole lot going on there yet, but I've got, I am building up a lot of footage. I stay very busy. So I'm excited to share some process stuff on there. Um, and I guess my final words would just be, if you're going through it, you're in exactly the right space right now. And the good thoughts, the bad thoughts, all that stuff are going to roll through, but it's, you've got it. You can totally make it through it. And that, that would be my biggest thing is I just had to keep looking at myself in the mirror and just reminding myself of that. And if anybody else is going through something similar, I offer virtual hugs from a distance, no matter who you are <laughs> and know that, you know, it's, it is a process, but you will get through it. And there's a distinct possibility. It will be way better on the other side after, after you make it through. I love that. Virtual hugs are always helpful. But anyway, right. I, right. I think one of the things I've noticed, both of us, obviously, we talk about it like we've been really closely connected during these times together. So I think having people you can lean on and that are going to truly be there for you. I think sometimes we think we have supportive people, but they're not really the best for challenging times. So know who your good go to people are and the not so good ones, not because we love them less, but some people are better at it than others. And I think also that just giving yourself a lot of grace and compassion as you get faced with so many challenges is such a good reminder. And yes, I am so excited because I know you've been working on footage and I know how creative you are. So hurry it up with the YouTube channel. Right. <laughs> we are waiting. Um, it's true. Yeah, it's a lot. 
any can you give us any spoilers like um, just a minute spoiler um yeah i've got um i i can't without getting up but i've got some some pretty big pieces that i've been working on for over a year that are getting pretty close to being finished and uh again still releasing some perfectionist tendencies but i've been um really enjoying playing with camera and just recording um I got a good microphone finally. So like hearing the audio, uh, the, some of the sounds that my art makes is a whole new um, layer of things that I'm playing with a lot. So I know myself well enough to know that when I do start releasing stuff, it, it, it will show the fruits of my labor for sure. But it's um, a lot of spacey stuff, a lot of deep sea stuff that has inspired everything. So if, if you're into that kind of thing, definitely check out my channel. <laughs> Absolutely. And I would also say it's a little bit sculpture, a little bit painting, oh, yeah. a little bit texture all no, the way. I mean, it's like, who knows? Sometimes you, you just have a very unique style. So it's really fun. Thank you. It's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else parting or are we good to go, April? I think this has been fantastic. As always, thank you so much for including me in this. It's a wonderful topic to talk about. Again, something that you and I have focused on so much together and deeply, deeply valuable. I really appreciate this opportunity to talk. Well, it's always a treat, absolute treat to have you in my circle. So thank you for making the time today. And thank you, everyone, for dropping in and watching. See you next week. This is Teresa on the Your Deeper Calling Show on Bold Brave TV. This has been Your Deeper Calling with your host, Teresa Nutt. Tune in each week as Teresa will discuss such topics as your whole person health, evolving consciousness, and energy healing. Right here, Thursdays, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brave TV Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.